Rebellious Studio presents the Mind Body Podcast with your host, Maria Angelova. Welcome, Rebels, to your Mind Body Podcast with me, your host, Maria. This is your Rebellious Podcast about a strong body, calm mind, healing, and fully living. It is my pleasure today to welcome Dr. Ashley. Hello, Dr. Ashley. How are you doing? Hi, Maria. I'm great. Thanks for having me here today. I'm excited for our conversation. I am very excited too. Dr. Ashley and I met through Authority Magazine and Dr. Ashley wrote, uh, gave me a fabulous interview about vulnerability. And I felt connected to her story because I think it is so empowering to be vulnerable and you never know who is reading and who might click with your story and who you might empower and grant courage and bravery to do something that's um, out of the comfort zone. So we'll definitely talk about that. But before that, let's go into getting to know who you are, Dr. Ashley, by starting with, give me three words and a little bit of a story behind them of who you are. Ooh, fun. Okay. I have to go with professional nerd and the story <laughs> behind that. I have a PhD in clinical psychology. I love science. I love the brain. I love to learn. So definitely a professional nerd. I would say ooh, open. And that's a, that's a character strength that I really value and one that I cultivate and the story behind that and something that I love to share because really I want to talk other people into joining me in this practice is I like to try new things. And so I make it a rule in my life to do at least one new thing a week. And I've been doing this for seven years now. So it's, it's fantastic. Um, and I would say maybe the other one is courage. I think courage is something that is really important. And that's both for my professional world. I, as a psychologist, specialize in the treatment of anxiety disorders and overcoming anxiety is all about being brave, but it's also something I try to embody in my own life, which is why we connected over the vulnerability piece, right? Vulnerability is courage walking. And so I would say those three words. Yes. So I do have to say, I totally relate to the professional nerd. Mm -hmm. I do have to tell you, speaking of vulnerability, it's something that kids called me a nerd when I was in school. And that was something that I avoided because I did not want to be the nerd until I fully at the age of in my forties, fully embraced being a nerd and embrace the curiosity that comes with it. And I'm, I'm a proud nerd. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I had the same thing in, in like middle school and high school. I worked so hard not to be seen as a nerd. I was pretty socially anxious, which it's ironic that I ended up, you know, specializing in that for my research in grad school, but I didn't want people to think I was a nerd. So I worked really hard to kind of keep that under wraps and then finally hit a point in adult life where I decided it's actually a really cool thing, or at least that's what I'm telling myself. So I'm embracing it. Nerds unite. No wonder we exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Let's talk about the new things. A new thing every week. That's mm -hmm. that's fantastic. I personally have learned to thrive of uncomfortable and new. And when I feel that fear inside me, I'm like, oh, that's a good thing. Let's go after it because it feels uncomfortable. So yeah. tell us about your practice. What what is what is a new thing like? What Absolutely. Well, I, I love that you've noticed you you've noticed that right, and you're you're trying to recode. If I feel anxious or uncomfortable, that's a sign to do it, not to back off. 
And that's in my practice, right? Where I'm helping people overcome anxiety. That's, that's so much of what it is, is learning to understand, yes, you feel anxious, but you're not actually in danger. It just means you're stepping out of your comfort zone. And that's a good thing. So if you want to have a bigger comfort zone, we have to stretch it, right? It's like, if you want to be able to do the splits in your, with your body, you have to stretch until you can get there. So for me, the new experience thing, really, it happened on a whim. I was, I don't know, maybe 36 and I'm laying in bed and I pull the covers up over my head and I see these little sparks and it was like tiny little fireworks. And I realized one, that was really cool. And two, I didn't know static electricity made actual sparks. And then I had this thought, how am I 36? And I didn't know this was a thing. What else do I not know? So I made it my new year's resolution that year. I'll do something new every week. And then it was just been such a tremendous practice. I mean, from one, it's entertaining. If people are like, tell me something funny or interesting or awkward you've done, I have all kinds of stories, but the other thing is it, it's expanded my comfort zone so much. It's, it's made me so comfortable with awkward or with failure or with uncertainty, like not knowing what's going to happen and how it's going to go. And with all of that means that there's resilience there. It's a lot easier to kind of go with the flow and handle life when it comes up, which, you know, one it's, it's interesting and it makes me happy. And that's why I think it's a great thing to do, but there's all of these other benefits on that resilience, that thriving, that dealing with uncertainty side, that that's why I push it onto other people. It's so reflective of life, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. I, um, I was on the mat yesterday with a client and she was getting frustrated. She could not do an exercise. And, um, she kept wanting to do it over and over. And I was like, you realize you're not going to do this today. Right. She mm -hmm. said, Oh, I'm getting frustrated with myself. I said, let's pause and talk. Mm -hmm. And I said, so what your body is telling you, it cannot sustain the range of motion you're trying to do. And you're frustrated with it. I said, what if you decided to listen to your body, reduce the range of motion, strengthen your body, and then allow it with time to increase the range of motion. Mm -hmm. That, huh. And I said, it's kind of like in life. Sometimes you got to take those baby steps. Exactly. Right, to stretch, like you said, stretch your comfort zone mm -hmm. to be like, see how scary it is out there. Yeah. And said, oh, that's not so bad. I can stretch a little bit more versus go too far and then pop a muscle. <laughs> It, well, exactly. But then there's also this piece that you're getting to as well about accepting things as they are, right? Not how they should be or how we want them to be, but really being able to say, I mean, as cliche as it is, it's the, it is what it is. And then kind of like starting there. And then what can I do now? And, and that's, that's very different than having these like rigid expectations. Life should be this way. I should be this way. And then getting really stuck when it isn't. It's cliche, but I think going to the topic of anxiety, I used to be somebody who dealt with a lot of anxiety and mm -hmm. panic attacks and stress. And part of it is, this should be like this. There was no acceptance. It was like, it has to be this way. Exactly. And I do have to credit entrepreneurship because it taught me, well, yes, you want to go there, but let's go there. And in the beginning, it used to be very stressful because things didn't yeah. go the way that I wanted them to go. And acceptance is, acceptance is so powerful. It really is. I think that's one of the biggest, most important skills for people to build that, under what I would call psychological strength and acceptance. You know, it's something I work a lot with, you know, patients and with clients and in speaking things, it's, 
this idea because a lot of times when people hear acceptance, what they hear is resignation or defeat. Like I should just resign myself to things sucking or being bad or whatever. And it's not what acceptance is. It's being crystal clear on how things actually are, not how we want them to be, not how our mind is kind of twisting and telling us they are, but really tuning in of how is it actually right now? And then it's getting super clear on what I can and can't control, right? Like I can't control a lot of things, but I can control how I react to them or if I fight them or embrace them. And that's, I think, so important. Yes. And to what you just stated, it's making me also think of words such as surrender. Some people, mm-hmm. you know, I tell people surrender doesn't mean kick your feet up on the couch and <laughs> surrender on the couch, right? Right. It's and not giving up. It's mm-hmm. not giving up. And it's also another important one, forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes forgiveness, it's it doesn't mean you're condoning what happened. It no. just means you are letting go of that luggage you're chugging along. That's exactly how I explain it to people too. It's not saying like what I agree with what they did, or I'm okay with what they did. It's I'm choosing to let go of the hurt, the anger, the whatever, so I can move on. Yes. So important. Exactly. Speaking of the brain, you just did something great and out of your comfort zone. Let's talk about that. Did I did. I, um, I like to live by like, well, obviously I want to have new experiences, but I also like to set big lofty goals and, um, finally, finally got to cross one off my list, which was giving a TEDx talk and, ah, thank you. I, yeah, I'm a big fan of high fives and celebrating wins, but I mean, full disclosure, this one was an exercise in persistence because I probably applied and got, I don't know, eight or nine rejections no's, or I got ghosted before I finally got a yes. And so in October, I got to take the stage and, um, give this talk that was, is your brain deceiving you? And it just came out on YouTube three days ago. So is your brain deceiving you? Is it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Spoiler alert. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay, You have to watch the video so you can figure out what the brain is doing. Yes. Yeah. But I think that's something that's really important to know is so much of the time we run around and, and people just sort of trust what they think, right? They, they, and they trust their perception and kind of their, their idea of reality without understanding that your brain is busy taking in all of this information and it's got to sort through so much so fast that it takes shortcuts. And then the stories that it tells you may or may not be true. They may or may not be helpful. And there's a lot of different ways to look at it. But if you don't know that you're just running around kind of being influenced and really bossed around by this thing, this, um, like this biological computer, that's wired to the negative. It's wired to be negative and keep you safe to keep you in your comfort zone. Yeah. And so I like to really help people understand that and to recognize how their own brain is holding them back or influencing them and how to break free from it. And in the talk, I shared my own story of dealing with vision loss. Uh, I have a really rare vision impairment that makes me legally blind. And that has been quite the journey of acceptance, kind of learning to be okay with where my site is, I can't change it. I can't fix it. And I don't know how bad it's going to get, but I also didn't want to be miserable and scared my whole life. So I figured out what to do to kind of say, well, it is what it is, but I want to live a big, bold life despite that. And so that's 
that's my plug for my talk. Go watch it. It's on YouTube. So you talked about disability and you talked mm -hmm. about accepting disability. What do mm -hmm. you tell to somebody who is dealing with a disability and they're just not okay with it? Yeah. It, well, there's so many emotions that can go with it. You could be yeah. angry, you could be upset, you could be ashamed, you could be, what do you tell to somebody? How can they let go? What's your advice? What's your personal firsthand advice to somebody? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I would say I felt all of those things. I mean, I've always had a vision impairment. So it, it like, that's not new in my life, but where it really was a problem for me is when my vision loss progressed to the point that I had to stop driving. And for me, that was a huge change. And I was scared and I was sad. There was a lot of shame, honestly, a lot of shame. I didn't even realize that I was carrying until I got into Brene Brown's work and read some of her books. And I was like, Oh, that's what this is. Um, but my advice, I kind of, there's, there's two pieces. One, I like to tell the story of, I was playing poker once I'm not a poker player and I was playing poker and I got dealt a two and a seven, which is apparently like the worst hand in poker, but I didn't know that. So I, I just bet and I won. And then my friend who was the poker shark kind of flipped. And he's like, what are you doing? Everybody knows you're supposed to fold with that hand. And I said, well, I didn't, right? Like I played the cards I was dealt and I played them well. And with that, like, we don't get to pick the cards we're dealt in life. I got the disability card. I would rather have pocket aces. I would rather have anything other than this, but it's what I've got. So if we go back to that, what can I control and can I not, I can't change the cards. I can change how I play them. And the other phrase that I love to use, and my patients will roll their eyes at this one because they've all heard it, is just because life gives you a cactus doesn't mean you have to sit on it. And we do a lot of sitting on the cactus by ruminating in our head, chewing on the negative thoughts, by listening to the fear and the negativity. And for me, it was all of the, you can't be independent. You can't be successful. No one's going to want you if they know this about you. And I had to really work to challenge that. And to, it wasn't just positive talk. It was a lot of baby steps of me saying, well, let me test that out and see, can I be successful? I went into entrepreneurship too. Scary, but exciting, right? And you learn. And as you step out of your comfort zone, you face your fears and you realize they're not founded and you learn, you can trust yourself. So it really builds your sense of strength and courage. And so that's my advice is, yeah, okay. You don't like what's happened to you. I get it, but you can sit on the cactus or not. That's up to you. You know, I was just telling somebody yesterday, we have unconscious choices and mm -hmm. conscious choices, but mm. both of them are choices. Mm -hmm. And sometimes things like disability, or, you know, I call them urgency, points of urgency, you know, it could mm -hmm. be disease, it could be pain, it could be loss of a job or a loved one, create that awareness and urgency within us to seek why right mm -hmm. but on the way they bring along the way of healing they help us uncover what life is really all about mm -hmm. yeah and I love that you brought trust another client just yesterday talking to him and I said what how would life be if you trusted yourself right. and his first reaction was amazing yeah said, and yet you don't trust yourself right yeah yeah we listen to those little voices in our head, right? The doubt, the, which is, it's all fear. It's all anxiety. But I think that trust is, is awesome. And it's not just trust that you'll make the right decisions or do the right thing, but it's also 
trust that if something bad happens, you'll be able to handle it. I think so many people, like, I mean, if we stick with entrepreneurship, that's you're, you're basically going off the beaten path, right? Like you're, you're kind of like in the woods bushwhacking, you've no idea which way it's going to go and you might make the wrong choice, but there's also this trust and knowing I can handle whatever happens and I can handle whatever happens inside, right? Like I can handle feeling uncomfortable or vulnerable and that's that courage piece. So I think trust is huge. And I think entrepreneurship is really what pushed me onto that growth path as well. You know, I had mm-hmm. all the education, all the honors, all of the corporate experience. Mm-hmm. And I thought I got this. And then entrepreneur, entrepreneurship thought, mm, let's test that out. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay, I get that. And speaking yeah. of trust, another thing, another thought that pops to mind is sometimes we trust into what we know, but there is so much that we don't know. And that was for me personally, tell me if you relate, I was shocked. How can a 40-year-old woman know herself so little and know so little about what's going on, being conscious about what's going on in that, you know, background voice that's running on auto repeat. Yeah. And realizing I have a choice. Yeah. Of background noise that's running. Absolutely. I mean, and that's something I can relate to, right? Like I have been a psychologist for I don't know, 15, 17 years now, a long time. Right. And I've worked with probably thousands of people one-on-one of helping them uncover and talking about the brain and that background and the conscious and unconscious pieces. And it is humbling when I have those moments of realizing like, oh, oh, I was listening to those unhelpful voices, or I just got stuck in anxiety, right? There, there's this piece of, um, I don't know, like humility a little bit to recognize like at 42, I'm still uncovering who I am and learning how I work and and evolving and changing, which I hope we all do, but yeah, it's a work in progress for sure. Lovely, lovely. Okay. Let's switch to a favorite quote or a piece of inspiration you have for our listeners. Ooh. Oh, I have a lot of favorite quotes. There is the cactus one, right? I use that all the time. And honestly, that was from a Facebook meme. I hate to say never know when you're going to get some wisdom, right? Best clinical advice came from a Facebook meme. Um, let's see. Oh, I'm going a lot of different directions. Like what's really coming to mind is not a specific quote, but, but people whose work has been very inspirational to me. Like I love the work of James clear. He does a lot on habits Mm -hmm. and habit formation, but he sends out these Thursday newsletters, emails that just little bits of wisdom that I love. Um, Tim Ferriss has been super inspirational for me in terms of rethinking what you want life to look like and introducing me to this uh, idea of life design, which is this whole emerging field now of you don't have to follow the beaten path. You can kind of create the life that you want if you can be intentional about it. So I love, I love that too. And then um, there's another quote that I kind of like, I, I got it from Arthur Brooks, who's a writer for the Atlantic, does a lot of happiness work. And it's along the lines of um, happiness isn't getting what you want. It's wanting what you have. It's and sweet. I think that's oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a little bit of a, it's a little play of words. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. I think about it for a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that one a lot too. Okay. What in your, what is your definition of rebellious? Ooh, I think rebellious is actually really listening to you, to the true you, and then doing that. Because I think, 
you know, there's like following the path, like meeting everybody's expectations for you, whether it's like family, friends, society, or this like vague, they, but then people I think can go maybe rebel against that, but they're not actually being true to themselves. They're just trying to be an opposite of what's expected of them. And I think that's still a little bit of being controlled. So to me, rebellious is getting real clear on who and who you are and what you stand for, and then being willing to follow that. So well said. Inspirational to meet you. Dr. Ashley, where can people follow your work? Where can they find you? What are your social media outlets, website? Yep, absolutely. So uh, peakmindpsychology.com is where you can find me. I write a weekly blog, so you can subscribe to that if you want um, tips and stories of how to build psychological strength. You can also follow me on LinkedIn is where I'm most active and that's um, backslash Dr. Ashley Smith. Fantastic. Dr. Ashley, thank you so much for finding the time to be here with us today for the inspiration and vulnerability. Wish you continued success and we will talk soon again. For those of you listening, thanks so much for tuning in. Make it a rebellious day. Can't get enough of those rebellious conversations? Do make sure you subscribe, like, and share with your friends.